section two, fashion. Basically a fashionista. My dad isn't well known for his fashion choices. <laughs> Actually, please scratch that. He is well known for his fashion choices. My dad spent the 1990s wearing horrible shorts sewn for him by my mother. At some point along the way, they found this pattern for men's shorts that went to mid-calf or maybe even a little bit longer and decided to make several memorable pairs for him to wear out in public. The shorts were extra wide, had pockets, and were made out of the most outlandish fabric sold, which seeing as how neon was big at the time is saying a lot. The three preferred pairs were particularly horrifying. One pair consisted of neon rainbow sponge painted stripes with what I can only describe as black watermelon seeds sprinkled throughout. Another was bright yellow with pink, purple, and green clocks and watches floating. Think Salvador Dali, but terrible colors and on pants. Oh, you can't imagine them? Bummer. And the last pair, oh, these bad boys were so wheat. They were rainbow sunsets with silhouetted cowboys riding through the desert, repeating over and over all the way to the stylish mid-calf length. These shorts were typically paired with bright-colored paint-spattered shirts or a patterned polo shirt, paint-splatter optional. These were not pajamas. They were going out clothes. He trekked all over lovely Temecula with four homely children in tow wearing these beautiful outfits and accessorizing with the latest version of Costco court classics. Sometimes he added to the loveliness of the outfit by wearing a maroon coat and pulled his socks all the way up so there was no skin showing between the socks and the shorts. Food clothing. Dina Dowie is obsessed with food. Not in a 600-pound life sort of way, but in the sense that he thinks all good presents are edible and he thinks clothing with pictures of food is always worth wearing. He's purchased a few articles of food-themed clothing for himself and others over the years that are worth an honorable mention. When I was about eight, he bought me a jumper with cantaloupes on it. I remember getting the jumper and wondering why someone would want to wear cantaloupes on their clothing. But he was thrilled about this purchase. Let me tell you, it was horrible. Not only was it covered in melons, but it was covered in vines as well. And the whole thing was offset nicely by the giant pockets, black background, oversized buttons, and the poorly fitting faded orange shirt I stole from my brother to wear under it. I wish there was photographic evidence this horrific dress existed just to show that while I chronically embellish things, this jumper was just awful enough to need no additional detail. But he seemed thrilled with it at the time. I think it was all the orange or the fact that I looked like I was wearing a Halloween costume anytime I was forced to wear it. Not sure what exactly the appeal was or why he spent money on it, but let's just say he got his clearance money's worth on that gem. At some point along the way, he found himself a black Hawaiian shirt covered in beer bottles. This shirt was made 1,000 times better because we don't drink and my mother is morally opposed to any alcohol-related advertising. He was convinced the shirt was covered in hot sauce bottles, which, while equally unattractive, would have placated my mother. Nothing the four of us said could convince him that he wasn't walking around covered in fancy Tabasco bottles. He purchased the shirt on clearance at Kohl's, of course, and loved it. I'm fairly convinced he loved it, not because he thought it fit well or looked particularly good. It neither looked good nor fit correctly, but because it ticked my mom off and he had gotten such a good deal. It was 90% off after all. Girls dream 
the orange tie. Once upon a time, I went to college in Provo, Utah. Provo is filled with young LDS boys preparing for missions, and the stores in the area actively market to that crowd. The Missionary Mall, yes, that was a real store, had several giant signs advertising washable ties for $5 sometime during my time at BYU. The sign featured several hideous orange ties, and I thought this would be a great opportunity to pop in and buy a funny Christmas gift. Had I known how long the tie would last, I might have kept on driving. I picked out two washable orange ties, one floral and one striped, and gave them to Dad as a gift. He decided from then on he would only wear an orange tie to church. This went on four years. He wore the orange tie regardless of his suit color. Whether he was wearing a poop yellow or moth-eaten black, he wore the same horrible orange tie. At first, I think his plan was to see how long he could wear the same tie without my mom shredding it, but eventually I think he wanted to see how long the tie would remain washable. I think I got my $5 worth, and for the record, he's never washed it. traffic cop. Dad maintained a pretty normal wardrobe for work, but in his off hours, all bets were off. This also applied to any interaction he had with our friends, both inside and outside of school-sanctioned events. I'm convinced he went out of his way to dress like a freak show to remind people, <clears throat> teenage boys, that we were genetically related and that I was bound to be at least partially insane too. One moment stands out particularly clearly in my mind. The Temecula Golden Valley Regiment hosted an annual band competition at the high school, and all band members and parents were required to volunteer at the event. Somehow my parents weaseled out of volunteering for the first three years, probably because anticipating an incident such as the one below, I had conveniently forgotten to mention this requirement to them. But my senior year, we were all caught by the overly zealous band boosters, and they both had to sign up for volunteer shifts. Dad signed up for parking duty. I incorrectly assumed he would be directing bus traffic and have limited interaction with people I knew, but this would have been too easy. Nope, he volunteered to direct the student traffic. That's right, he was telling the band members where to park. In an attempt to be safe, he dressed entirely in hot pink so he would be visible to the reckless teen drivers. For safety, of course, he accessorized his traffic cop outfit with a neon pink trucker hat. He made sure to personally greet each and every driver with the same message. Hi, I'm Ashley Adawi's dad. He made quite the impression on the senior class, and for the rest of the year, any band member with a driver's license reminded me how they'd met my dad and asked if he was always so colorful and friendly. Why, yes, yes, he is. Just in case you were concerned, he was clearly visible to all the teen drivers and remained bright, pink, and safe all day long. A suit in every closet. Several years ago, my father explained that one of his life ambitions is to have a full wardrobe at every one of his children's homes so that he can visit them without having to pack a suitcase. Whether this stems from the cheapness of not wanting to pay the extra $35 for his carry-on bag on Frontier is unknown. 
Rather than pay to ship his miniature closet to the set destination, he instead preferred to leave three to four items after each visit. This way you could be like the frog in his boiling pot of water. By the time you realize how far into his scam you are, the closet is full and you feel guilty throwing away any of his clearance finds. Unless, of course, your name is Colin and you are a Slytherin, but for the rest of us, this presents a problem. When I stayed at my brother's house, I realized his ploy had already begun when I crawled into bed and stared at a short-sleeved church shirt as I drifted to sleep. Because my husband's name is Colin and he is the Slytherin prefect, my father had to be a bit more sneaky at our house. We didn't find the razor and shaving cream until we moved out of our apartment, at which point Colin promptly found a new home for them in the garbage. My sister, however, is married to my father's bestie, so that closet collection is thriving. His collection has moved with her family three times, soon to be four. He has almost reached the point of not needing to bring anything but a change of underwear to her house. If they are lucky, one day soon, they might even get to hoard some 1990s Hawaiian shirts. If only some of the items in the closet happen to be winter gear, then he'd be all set for the winter in Georgia. Get the coupon. Dad wears only a few types of pants comfy shorts, dress pants, plaid pajamas, or jeans. For years, he claimed to be a Wrangler man, whatever that meant. He had several pairs of paint splattered Wrangler jeans that were both too wide and too tall for him. He wore these only when he deemed comfy shorts or dress pants inappropriate for the occasion. Basically, any time the temperature dipped below 68 degrees, or he had the opportunity to interact with any of our school friends. In an effort to keep from mooning everyone, he would periodically hike the jeans up over his belly button, announce he was pulling his pants up, and hope they stayed. They didn't. Mom complained about these jeans incessantly, and then one day, the gods of Costco heard her prayers and changed our lives forever. The miracle came in the form of Urban Star Jeans. If you aren't familiar with this brand, then clearly you don't read the Costco coupons as religiously as in a Dowie. But in the off chance that you, like my father, view the arrival of new Costco Connection magazines as a reason to celebrate, then you are well-versed in their magic. Not being Wrangler men themselves, Brian and Colin had discovered Urban Star Jeans before Dad. And because they're both from relatively normal families where things like your pants are not routinely discussed, they never thought to bring up the subject of their steal-of-a-deal pants with Dad. They regretted this as soon as he stepped outside his comfort zone and bought his first pair and realized they'd been enjoying this low-cost comfort for years without him. Dad regaled all of us, male and female, with the many wonderful features of these jeans. Did you know they have two-way stretch technology? Yes, I read the tag. There's a coupon in the Costco thing for them. Make sure you take the coupon next time you go to Costco. Okay, they're basically like comfies. Except they're not. They're meant to be worn outside. They came with a free belt. The belt might be worth $14 on its own. Are you going to wear the belt? Probably not. I have a belt, but now I have a backup. I better get a pair for the boys. Don't forget to take the coupon to the store. 
For a while, at any given moment, you could find a pair of Urban Star jeans in the dresser of most of the men in the Adawi family. And conversations about the many wonderful properties of the Urban Star jeans could be heard at most family gatherings. I think the magic of the jeans may have faded, but don't worry, the price hasn't. You can still hightail your way to Costco today and get yourself a pair for $14.99. Don't worry about taking the coupon. They have them there. 